Hi guys, I'm comedian, actor, just great person, Ron Funches, and you're listening to That's So Braven. That's a fun title. The wrestling podcast that just... It ends. That's So Braven. If you don't listen to this podcast, do you know what happens? You get... It. Okay. I feel good about that. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to That's So Braven on the Court of Nerds Podcast Network, as we like to call it around these parts now. This is the podcast brought to you by Tardy's Collector Corner in Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids Comic Con, and Wasted Brand. Uh, Thanks to all three of those sponsors for helping us get to All In and StarCast. I'm coming to you live Friday, September 7th, um, a week ago. A week ago, right now, we were live on Podcast Row at StarCast. Um, You can find all the interviews from StarCast on our website, thecourtofnerds.com. We spoke with Sammy Callahan. We spoke with Matthew of Botchamania. We spoke with MJF. We caught up with Veda Scott. We opened the day with Colt Cabana. We had Brandon Cutler on Facebook. Uh, We did a nice video interview with Brandon Cutler. Uh, Who else we talked to? We talked to a couple other people. We talked to Alicia, too. And uh, I totally just slaughtered her last name. And Matt Stryker on Fight TV and Twitch. It was nice of them to stop by. And, yeah. Now, for those who either haven't listened to our interview with MJF or are not familiar with MJF, um, get acquainted with him. He is uh, an up-and-coming star. I don't need to (laughs) hype, hype him up at all but uh my goodness he he basically just walked up and down podcast row and cut a promo on all of us like he was pretty nice to us all things considered like it was just like oh, a quote of nerds that fits you guys and just being really extra cocky to us a podcast on podcast row said that he spit in his mouth and um i mean when he was with us he was just picking on the meet and greet line that ran in front of podcast row just look at these fat marks making me rich and look at that slob look at this slob like screaming it in their faces so he is that character um and he had a fun match on the all-in opening the uh the opening match on that all-in main card on pay-per-view so that's super fun and super cool spot for him obviously uh, a lot of you should be familiar with him through Dojo Pro, MLW, uh, stuff like that. But yeah, his character got to shine on Dojo Pro, his character got to shine at StarCast, and his character got to shine at All In. So watch out for this kid. He is up and coming. He was an absolute blast and such a prick to everyone. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, I just really want to say it was just a crazy experience. Uh, you'll notice a lot of new liners coming to the show. John hustled and got some liners and... <laughs> When you eventually hear the Matthew one, he reads it like that because John gave him like instructions on like how to read it, and Matthew's just like, "Yeah, I know how to read English," and just that uh, was just funny. It's while Matthew and I were waiting to play the N sixty four tournament, just and uh, 
Yeah, outside of that, I do want to comment on the roast. The roast of Bruce Pritchard lived up to the expectations. Some of those roast comedians were fantastic. Some of the moments with the wrestlers were extremely awkward. But the roast was, all in all, uh, cheek curtain good time. The the one of the roast master guys was, or the one of the roast stand up comedians was absolutely brutal. Just boom, 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 just like a roast should. Ron Funches was fantastic, short and sweet. You know, the wrestlers didn't really know what to do medusa tried jeff jarrett brought up jerry lawler um yeah brutus beefcake rambled for three minutes and then sat down and he got just destroyed while he sat there and a lot of hulk hogan n-word jokes and stuff like that yeah but pat patterson and jill briscoe in person it was a good time it looks like that one's going for 14.99 on fight but uh that was a really fun time. A lot of these uh, panels were just... It was fun content. The War Games retrospective. Yeah, I'm just like slowly remembering all the things I did. Um, I checked out as much as I possibly could while still trying to bring you guys content all week long. Um, yeah, I'm by myself today. I'm tired. I'm not feeling great. But I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to give it my best because this was a passionate fan experience. Not here to cut jokes today. I just kind of want to tell the story of being in the crowd at All In. Just kind of, I mean, it was everything that you're hearing about. It was like a fun experience. It wasn't, I mean, we didn't really have any douchebags around us being dicks and stuff like that. It was so passionate, happy to be there, wrestling crowd. And it was guys putting on a wrestling show that knew how to feed their audience. So yum, yum, yum. Here we go. It was just a fantastic time at StarCast. It really was a fun time. I appeared on a couple of other podcasts. Uh, so make sure to keep an eye out for those. I will absolutely retweet those episodes on the Court of Nerds Twitter and my own at Benjamin S. Raven. But, I mean, the StarCast experience was something else. It was a year one of a convention, so there's going to be bumps along the way. But in the run, <clears throat> in the end run, the StarCast staff and those in charge, uh, you know, they were very... They were active in trying to help out with problems. Whenever a problem was presented, they tried to fix it. And you know what? They came through, they gave us the platform, they gave us the chance to promote ourselves with them. Fight TV and StarCast were promoting our content. Um, and Drew and I, as media professionals Monday through Friday, understood that they weren't going to just hand us everything on a silver platter. We were going to have to work a little. We bought a, we bought a chance here, you know? And um, I think that a couple other podcasts didn't really go out and get it. They were openly complaining on Twitter, but that's going to happen, you know? You know, they, we bought a we bought an opportunity. We bought an opportunity. They put a bunch of people in front of us, and yeah, I mean, there were some bumps around the road, but all in all, StarCast was a great experience, both as a fan and as a podcaster on Podcast Row. I uh, got to talk to a ton of cool people. It was just really cool just walking around, being around everyone like that, just bumping elbows with everyone you can imagine, being able to sit in some fantastic panels and stuff like that. I mean goodness thursday last week uh oh yeah and by the way starcast still available on fight uh on demand some of those are going for 4.99 and you get it forever uh some other ones are going for 9.99 and others are going for 14.99 so uh thursday night uh john and i checked out the monday night wars debate with eric bischoff and bruce pritchard uh with conrad thompson moderating that was a fun fun panel and uh yeah, that, I mean, just to give a perfect example of Starcast fixing problems, podcast row slash media guests, uh, we were supposed to have reserved seating and there was a miscommunication with security. We let the security guard know about it. 
he contacted StarCast staff. Ten minutes later, they created another first row for us. So, I mean, yeah, just bumps in the road were fixed quickly, you know? I mean, that's the that's my main takeaway is that, yeah, there, I mean, it was a very reactive staff. I mean, they were very nice. It was, I, I was impressed with stuff like that. Like, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, shit, here we go. Because I know from my media job, I've covered a lot of year one festivals. And uh, you know how it goes sometimes. But nope, I was like, okay, wow. Uh, that did not look good for a second. But yet, here I am, first row, in front of Bruce and Eric talking about the Monday Night War. So that was cool. It was a really fun, informative panel. Uh, after that, I checked out the Botchamania panel with Ron Funches, uh, Cassio Kid, and Tony Schiavone. That was fun. Schiavone likes, Tony really likes the dick jokes, my goodness. And, uh... Ron really wants LeBron and or The Rock to sleep with his mom. And um, Matthew uh, did his absolute best fighting through miscommunications with the video guy and uh, being jet-lagged from terrible travel. Yeah, I felt so bad for him. He just looked exhausted and we got to talk to him the next day. Yeah, but I still thought it was really fun. It was really fun just seeing Botchamania live. I mean, if you're a fan of Botchamania, what's better than that? So that's super fun. And the added aspect of Ron Funches being there, just giggling in the background. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was a really... I, I didn't know what I expected coming in and I laughed not really knowing what I just saw, but I knew I laughed and had a good time. So take that as you will. And I believe that's one of the cheaper ones on Fight TV. I think that was for four ninety nine, And I mean... It's Matthew on stage with comedians and radio hosts and frickin' the voice of WCW looking at botches, so that's fun. The, there was a pretty solid Super Dragon chant, too. But, um, yeah, and then Friday we did Podcast Row. Like I said, those interviews are up on thecordofnerds.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes to hit all those up. And, well, yeah, we've covered the hell out of StarCast for you guys on Facebook and stuff. I just kind of wanted to talk about the experience. It was a great time. Um, just fun being there like that. The venue was great. It was absolutely packed. It was absolutely packed. Um, yeah, got my butt kicked in the N64 tournament, but that was on the that was cutting it close to all in, the all in show. So I really wanted to get to that. And as you can tell, I'm exhausted. Uh, I've had the con sickness all week. I'm still really like I got a I got a cough drop in my mouth right now. I just kind of forgot about. It. I just put that in my coffee drop, my coffee cup. Listen to me. Yeah, just real stuffed up sinuses, that con sickness. Man, just five days being around so many people like that, <laughs> sleeping in a hotel room and not sleeping and traveling. So bear with me. This is the best I've felt all week, so I'm going to power on. Uh, we are going to go straight into the all-in show, and I just uh, it's not going to be as strict to just running through the card and stuff like that. Like I'm going to share some news around behind the all-in show. Um, Meltzer's already got his star ratings out, and love him or hate him or believe in the star system or not it adds to the discussion it's a long-standing pillar <clears throat> and uh i did yeah like i said i just really want to go from the first-hand experience just because this was a show that felt like it was catered to the people in the audience that was also broadcasted you know this wasn't supposed to be a broadcast thing in the beginning and while it turned out to be one this live show was top-notch and i think i saw bix tweeting like you know the match quality and stuff like that was awesome. I'm saying everything was awesome and nobody's responding to that. But the second I bring up the production quality, I get called a hater. And um, I haven't personally been able to watch the replay yet. I have New Japan World. I just haven't fired it up yet. You know, I just... I, I, I It's almost like I don't want to acknowledge that it's already been a week since that show just because it was such a pure experience that, I mean, as a wrestling fan, that being in that crowd, seeing that action, but mo mainly being in that building and just feeling... 
how important that big match feel to so many matches on the card. I mean, that's why you're wrestling fans. That's why you become a wrestling fan. That's why you stay a wrestling fan, whether through the good, the bad, the annoying, the offensive, and all of that. I mean, being in the crowd... <laughs> I mean, I'm just being serious. I mean, being in that crowd for that show, it just felt different. That, I mean, that place was just buzzing from start to finish. And the match quality was just top-notch, and everything was different. There was entertaining stuff. There was old-school stuff. There was just absolutely blown away at uh, this how that arena felt, how the Sears Center felt. I'll tell a couple just funny stories along the way, too, because it was Drew, John, and I in a hotel, in a car, together for five days in Austin, Sweetwater, Sweetwater, back into the fold baby at Starcast came through in the clutch with video stuff and just ideas and hustling so that was awesome uh yeah we were together for a long time eating meals together weird meals and just <laughs> but it was an absolutely fun week and this is just like I said not just all in but the weekend in general this is like the stuff that this is why you're a wrestling fan like it's what you seek out as a wrestling fan it's like oh man when you sit and wish and think about the highs of being a wrestling fan this is what you imagine is this weekend and being in that arena for that type of show I've been to a Wrestlemania that show had a different feeling than a Wrestlemania because every match on that card was like a big fight feel and just the crowd I've never that crowd was just start to finish just passionate it just kept you invigorated it was five hours of wrestling and but you were like fired up the whole time because everyone around you was fired up the whole time just unbelievable unbelievable loved the show opening zero hour with the bucks and cody doing the pyro bit and stuff like that and bring an animal out i mean just <sighs> it was just really cool the second the elite theme music hit to start the show i mean and you felt that roar you were just like oh wow this is a special wrestling show like this is different this is different i'm not gonna sit here and speculate what it means or anything like that i think it yeah it was a grand stage to say hey there actually is more out here. I know you hear that there's more out here than WWE, but there actually is. Look at this. Look at this. And um, that's exactly what Zero Hour did in me. And I, I did watch the Zero Hour replay just because it, was the, it featured the best freaking battle royal I've ever seen in my life. And the crowd was out of their minds for that SCU Briscoes match. And also that SCU Briscoes match. That finish, I had to rewatch that. Drew and I rewatched that. Sunday night we got back. Yeah, Sunday night, the Sunday night we got back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like I said, I'm recovering over here. This is going to be a... But uh, I, I just had to get something out. Um, yeah, the SEU Briscoes match, the finish with uh, Scorpio, Scorpio jumping off of Kazarian's back to keep the other Briscoe away. It was just the crowd was out of control. The Rocky and Creed costumes were fantastic. Their theme music, the SEU chants, just just special, special feel to it, and what a quality, high quality tag match. What a Dave Meltzer. I, I just love the Meltzer ratings are just like such a a baseline thing, you know. It just gives you an idea. It doesn't it doesn't morph my view because that was an awesome tag match. Meltzer gave that three point seven five stars. That feels right, you know. And then then uh, the over the budget battle royal. He did give that four stars. Man, I wouldn't even been mad if that thing would have got like 4.75 or... I mean, fight me. Five stars. No, I'm just kidding. But that... I mean, that had to have been the best Battle Royal I've ever seen in my life. Both live and then on the replay on TV. 
I just was completely blown away by the action in that. I loved seeing Spot and Tommy Dreamer walking down the aisle and just being like, okay, this is really cool. Marco's stunt is tiny. Jordan Grace is, uh, I, I had the pleasure of seeing her about two or three weeks before the All In show at the Progress Detroit show. And she just, she blew me away with some of the stuff she did in a Fatal 4-Way match with Ginny and uh, Tony Storm. And I do forget the name of the other person, the other woman that was in that match. But that match was fantastic at Progress, so... I was all in on Jordan Grace at this show. Damn it. I just say all in a lot. I didn't even mean for that to be like punny or tied to the show. But she was fantastic and she blew my high expectations away. I mean, she's a star. So young. I didn't I, I was almost even more blown away seeing how young she was and seeing how already good and believable she is. I mean the stuff she did with Brian Cage was just fantastic. Standing up to Bully Ray. It was uh, really good stuff. And then you got the funny moments, like the hurricane hitting choke slams. Brian Cage has got ups. He took that choke slam like a champ. Uh, the world now knows about all ego Ethan Page. I thought he was fantastic. He took the breath away from the crowd when he drilled Jordan with that nasty kick on the outside. I mean, just the spots, the surprises, the upsets, and then the huge reveal at the end. When Flip Gordon takes the max take blah, 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 when Flip Gordon takes the mask off and reveals that he's been in the match the whole time and he eliminates Bully and wins. I mean that's the the building just absolutely blew off when you see that it's Flip and then you see Flip win. <sighs> I mean, what a battle royal! I Colt Cabana. I mean, we we the crowd went from losing their shit to the prospect of Colt Cabana winning the Battle Royal and getting RH world title shot in Chicago to losing its mind for Flip Gordon within five seconds. And then almost like the look on Colt's face, like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> this gold stuff, gold stuff. Colt with the beautiful moonsault on the outside. Um, he looks fantastic. He, look, he looks to be in great shape, and he looked great in that match. Um, best Battle Royal of all time. Best Battle Royal of all time. Seriously. Speaking of Colt Cabana, he was one of the many people to receive a gift bag from us and Wasted Brand. So many thanks to the people at Wasted Brand for hooking us up with those grab bags. People seem to like them. And we definitely spread the gospel of you. So <laughs> there you go. Let's get to the main card. The main card opens up with MJF's music hitting. That was cool because I it was kind of like, okay. We knew he was announced for the card, but he wasn't in the Battle Royal. Kind of similar to the best friends were. They were announced for the card, excuse me, and they were in the Battle Royal. So it's like, okay, MJF's got a match in the main card. And uh, out comes Matt Cross. So that's out of left field for a lot of people in the audience, you know. Uh, I didn't even try explaining who he was to <laughs> Drew or John. But, um, yeah, it was really cool to see Matt, Matt Cross on that stage. These two had a really old school kind of back and forth match working on a body part working on a body part i thought mgf did a really he he made me go ooh a couple of times with his putting matt cross's arm behind his back for like a oh i forget a, a week later now but it was just really innovative stuff working on the arm i thought that was a fun fun match with a cool finish and uh yeah melter gave that 2.75 stars like i said i'm just using melter star rating just because i know people always a lot of people always ask and wonder i'm not saying I'm living by it or that's what I'm thinking or endorsing him or publicizing his shit or anything. Just to clear that up. Just adding to the conversation. thought it was a great opener. I, I truly did. I thought it was a great opener. It was fun to see MJF on the card and also just 
Yeah, in a singles match. After that one, we went to the Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell, the star of Arrow match. Now, this was the one that had people kind of scratching their heads coming in. You know, if you don't watch Arrow, you don't really know who Stephen Amell is. If you, Well, I take that back. I always forget he did that SummerSlam match. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, did, he was kept minimal in that SummerSlam match, so a lot of people were wondering what he had to offer in a singles match because SummerSlam was a tag, and, you know, he's in there with a guy like Christopher Daniels, one of the most accomplished guys on this scene, you know, to be featured on the all-in card. And, I mean, one of the most accomplished guys on the card, if not the most, and just what a cool spot for him. And he absolutely did not disappoint. I mean, he pulled out all the stops, coast to coast, jumping off the top rope, through a table on the outside. I mean, he was right there with Christopher Daniels. And, I mean, I think he impressed some people. People want more, I think, from Stephen Amell. The dude's barely even trained. I saw him tweet not one day trained in my life or something like that and i mean he's good he's actually good uh daniels won that match really i mean just cool to see them on that spot it was just something different it was cool and it worked and that's the coolest part about it and um you know uh, when celebrity angles work like this it's really nice because it's like it's just really positive you're like holy crap that guy that has never really done this before. Is really good at this. I wonder if there's anything more with that. You know, it just adds to the speculation. His friendship with the Bucks and Cody and stuff like that. I hope we see more out of Stephen Amell. Christopher Daniels. I mean, give him all the credit in the world because that was a smart, well-worked match that had the crowd into it from start to finish. Looks like it got about 12, 13 minutes. Yeah, that feels about right. There were a lot of high spots. There was a lot of just good wrestling stuff in this match it was a fun little weird story told i enjoyed it greatly i enjoyed this match greatly it should be important to note that during the daniels in a mel match is when the crowd really started to fire up and that's nothing against mjf or matt cross just it's hard to compete when an actor does a beautiful coast to coast could have gone like five more feet and then dives through a table on the outside and yeah yeah that i mean the crowd i mean we had felt it on the zero hour during the battle royal, during the tag match, and when the Bucks and Cody came out. But it was just another, just another, just reminder of wow, this crowd is here for this. Eleven thousand plus in the Sears Center that night, and uh, shout out to Starcast. We had fantastic seats. We were dead center, lower bowl, row nine, dead center of the section. Couldn't ask for better seats. We've been posting those photos on Instagram, court underscore of underscore nerds. Brandy even gave us a shout out in her story yesterday, so that's neato. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just want to really, I don't want to just run through the card like I accidentally just got uh, hypnotized into there for a second. I just want to give the fan experience. This is when the crowd really started just hitting the next notch. And then the next match came out, and the crowd hit another level. Tessa Blanchard, Chelsea Green, Madison Rain, and Britt Baker. And Tessa Blanchard came out with Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard. So, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, four-corner survival match. They got ample time. And screw the ending. I know the ending looked a little wonky. And it kind of, it, the crowd went from hype, 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 hype up to quiet for a second. But I'm glad that it was well-received. Because that was a banger, 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 banger from start to finish. And, um... Those uh, those women had the crowd in the palm of their hand. Yeah, I can't wait to watch this one back on TV just because, I mean, that had to have been the best women's match I've ever seen live. And like I said, I've been to a lot of 
shows. So <laughs> I just I just mean it was top notch and you know my main takeaway from this match was wow that crowd was here for that start to finish. Britt Baker had an awesome entrance with the dentist coat and the video screen and uh, Chelsea Green as the Laurel Von Ness Two-Face with Chelsea Green character. I thought that was genius and I just kind of left thinking, yeah, Tessa Blanchard is definitely a bona fide star, as is Britt Baker, but there's something different about Chelsea Green. Like, she just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've seen her work. I've, I'm familiar with her work, but that was the first time I saw her live, and I was blown away by her performance in that match. Like, just highly entertained and impressed, start to finish, with all four women, but I just... I remember Drew and I looked at each other like, holy shit, Chelsea Green is like a guaranteed superstar. Like, how is she already not a superstar? The woo-woo-woo in the corner and just the getting up on the top rope and shaking it at the crowd and just being the hot mess. Like, that's a great gimmick. And the way she pulled off the two-faced dealio at All In, I'm the crowd was here for that match, start to finish. All the shenanigans, all the spots, the finish, the beginning, the middle... I love that match. I can't wait to watch that one back. The next one. This this was the pinnacle match for the crowd that night. Um, John looked at me and said that he had never felt a live crowd that loud, that into something, than the 30 seconds before the start of the Cody vs. Nick Aldis match for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. 10 pounds of gold. Brandy, DDP, Glacier, and Tommy Dreamer came out with Cody. Nick came out with Jeff Jarrett, Sam Shaw, Sean Devari, and Tim Storm. The buzz was unbelievable. I mean, the buzz was there after Cody won the match and won the NWA title, but the buzz before this match with the introduction, like, arm literally standing up on your hair, and it's just like, what? It's just, I mean, it was just the crowd was here for that match, start to finish, and um, I, I... I said it on our uh, video after the show the next day getting out of StarCast. Um, I'm just blown away that an old-school NWA World's Heavyweight Championship match had a 2018 crowd in the palm of their hands from start to finish. It was an old-school match. It was an old-school finish. Old-school spots. Old-school psychology. Both of those guys. I can't wait to see the rematch at the NWA 70th anniversary show in October on Fight TV coming from Nashville. Because that, I mean, it's not going to have that all-in crowd, but it's going to be a passionate crowd for that show. But that all-in crowd, my goodness. Cody is next level over. That Cody is next level over with the NWA World Heavyweight title. So, I mean, what's going to happen with that? I'm. That's really interesting. The NWA World Heavyweight title, if he brings that thing back into mainstream relevance, per se... Uh, wow, what a complicated tapestry the history of that belt holds. But um, yeah, the crowd, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Start to finish on that crowd. Just blown away. Just absolutely blown away at how that was. I mean, it's still... I, I have a hard time putting it into words how the crowd was for that one. And then the only match that could have fouled... Cody and Aldis was Hangman Page and Joey Janelle in the Chicago Street Fight. There's not much to say. These guys absolutely killed their bodies. They risked a lot and they put they sacrificed a lot. They did some crazy spots. A burning hammer on a ladder. The Cracker Barrel Barrel Donkey Kong spot. 
Janela getting power bombed off the ramp onto a table and barely making it. Penelope Ford blowing the crowd away with her flips and counters and just daredevil. I mean, she looks like she's a star. I mean, the way that the crowd reacted to everything she did action-wise, wow. Uh, yeah, just spot after spot in this one. Jesus, <laughs> Pete's. This was a street fight, extreme rules match, you know, on a big show like this for the ages. I mean, it was what it was, you know, but wow. It was something else. Hangman wins with his uh, finisher off the top of the ladder through a table. Absolutely sick spot. We have posted that on social media. Check out our view or check this out on Honor Club, the Fight app, or New Japan World. Um, yeah, I mean, if you like ECW or anything like that, this match is for you. 20 minutes of just two dudes finding new ways to beat each other up. Now, after the match, the Joey Ryan, the Joey Ryan stuff... Uh, with the dick pen the dick druids coming out and the rest in penis and that whole stuff. Um you know what? It had the entire crowd ear to ear smiling, laughing. And old school or not, it was fun, entertaining. It was actually part of a story, so whatever. It was entertainment. It's fun. Joey Ryan is over. Joey Ryan is fun. That skit with Hangman was an absolute blast to be in person for. After this we had Jay Letho. As Black Machismo slash Jay Lethal every time he gets slapped on the collarbone against Flip Gordon, who won the over the over the budget battle royal to start the show, um, fun match, uh, fun sh uh, fun sh <laughs> shenanigans with Jay Lethal going between characters back and forth and picking up Brandy like she's Miss Elizabeth and chasing her around and putting her back in her corner. Uh, just had the crowd laughing the whole time. Really cool to see Lanny Poffo out there. You know, that was a big match for Flip. He showed up. He showed up in the Battle Royal for the big moment, and then he showed up on the card for just a well-rounded, fun match that, you know, there were a couple false finishes where it looked like he was going to win. Jay Lethal retains in a very solid all-around match. Let's catch up on Meltzer's stuff. He gave this one 3.5 stars. The Women's Fatal 4-Way got 3.25. That's... Uh, whatever. Uh, Daniels and Amel got 2.75. Janela and Hangman Page got 4.25. Uh, moving on, Kenny Omega and Penta here for this match. Penta's the coolest dude in wrestling right now, I feel like. I just... That dude just oozes coolness. Uh, this match was so unique and just fun. And obviously the antics that happened afterward with Chris Jericho dressed up as Penta and attacks Omega for a Jericho crew spot. It was a blast to be there for and a surprise and just... A dedication from Chris Jericho that's unmatched. Dressing up as Penta to do that spot and then literally hopping on a plane going to do a concert. The dude is unreal. But uh, what a match here. Pump pile driver on the apron. Everyone thought it was over after that. Just awesome to see Omega and Penta in person against each other in a singles match on a stage like this. I mean, I've been talking about big, big fight feel all night. You, you haven't felt something until you feel a Kenny Omega finish entrance and uh just uh when he starts hitting v triggers and pumping the crowd up and just the the being the elite or his clap i mean it's just when that thing hits it's unreal the, he that dude has it that i mean he's got everything both these guys had the crowd in the palm of their hands i know i've said that a lot but that's the theme of the show is that these they, they knew their audience they knew how to cater to their audience that live crowd ate up every single thing that they fed fed them Fed us. I was there. <laughs> Everything they fed us worked. Kenny and Penta are so over. They're such different 
entertaining characters that just absolutely delivered a fun back and forth match that I mean it was hard to figure out who the heck was going to win that thing you know 4.5 stars from Meltzer on that one hard to disagree with that I have nothing negative to say about Penta vs. Omega I'm very happy I got to see both those guys live and against each other the next one longest match of the night Okada vs. Marty Skrull 26 minutes Okada wins you know, this is the part of the night. Matthew summed it up the best. Crowd's starting to get a little tired, and then, holy shit, Marty might win. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just keep going off of that. Seeing Marty versus Okada live, in person, in America, in the Midwest. So many aspects of that. Knowing your audience, giving those two guys one-on-one in a never-before-seen match of this magnitude in this arena on this stage it was um once again it was fun it was hard hitting it made sense and just a the perfect display of knowing your audience and knowing what they want to see and i was there to see okada that was the thing i came in okada and omega were the two i wanted to see they both had main event singles matches they both got time they both got interesting extremely talented over 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 awesome opponents so i have no complaints about okada and marty i know a lot of people in that audience wanted marty to win i was actually kind of shocked i mean there were some boos in our section it was like really you're gonna boo okada you just got to see okada and marty go for 30 minutes live in the u.s you know and uh yeah the crowd was there for that match you know it took a couple minutes to wake up but once those guys started hitting the rhythm next level I think was next level. Uh, next up, the Golden Elite, Matt, Nick Jackson, and Kota Bushi. They beat Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandito. Uh, once again, got to see Phoenix and Bandito a couple of weeks prior in Progress Detroit. Uh, I said it in my wrap-up of the Progress show, Bandito is a superstar. Uh, I maintain that feeling. Oh my gosh. Look out for him. Uh, now, while this match didn't even go 12 minutes, it was... <laughs> We got four and a half stars from Meltzer, which is weird because it was like a sprint. And I mean, it was evident from the entrances that they were running behind schedule for the pay-per-view broadcast. Now, it was the best sprint to the finish I've ever seen in my life. They got every single spot imaginable in and the match ended before the credits rolled. So win, 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 win. <laughs> like I said, this was supposed to be a live show that turned into a ma- massive broadcast thing. So, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, yeah, from a production standpoint, that's disappointing because you guys got you guys missed out on a beautiful 30 minutes of speeches and heartfelt moments. <laughs> um, but um, the action in that match was unbelievable. The stuff that those guys did in 11 minutes and 48 seconds was next level insane. I mean, you really need to stop and slow down and think about the spots that they pulled off in the match that they had. They only got two more minutes than Matt Cross and uh, MJF got. <laughs> Think about that. So, yeah, that's next level. They, they Hats off. And I'll never forget the feeling of one, two, three, looking up at the screen and seeing the pay-per-view credits rolling and going, holy shit, the pay-per-view broadcast is over as the ref is holding his hand up. Next level, like, wow. That just added... I mean, I'm sorry if you weren't there, but that added another, oh my god, I'm so happy I'm here moment, because not only did they finish the pay-per-view on time, so people don't get to bitch and complain about that, but 
we the people that went all in sorry to be there in person are getting to see something special now we got to see the embrace after the match and then we got to see the bucks and cody and their families and kenny and hangman come out marty was not there (laughs) probably showering i heard uh and just speeches after speeches after speeches kenny closed the show out just nobody laughed nobody laughed until they were done speaking that crowd remained on their feet, sold out, packed to capacity, until those guys stopped talking. So, I'm sorry if this episode disappointed. I am under the weather, but wanted to bring something. I'm just so happy about the StarCast experience. It was a great time. Uh, I hope everyone else got something out of it, because we did. Uh, and just want to say thanks to Conrad Thompson. Thanks to the social media guy, Dave. Thanks to the other Dave. Thanks to Cousin Derek. Thanks to... All of everyone that we talked to in a yellow shirt, you all did your best to help us in very chaotic circumstances, and I think you did a great job. Thank you for the opportunity to Conrad Thompson. Um, yeah, I mean, what else can we say? We, we, we took advantage of a great opportunity, got to meet a lot of like-minded individuals, and uh, got to show people what we're about here at the Court of Nerds and That's So Brave and... and I have nothing but positive feelings from StarCast and the All-In Weekend. I had a hell of a time at all the panels and all the discussions. The Andy Kaufman uh, with Bill Apter and Jerry Lawler and that, I, and uh, Dutch Mantel. That, that was everything I wanted it to be, and it started at 9 a.m. <laughs> on, on Saturday, I believe. And then I did the N64 tournament and lost in the first round. I was the first guy eliminated in my opening round Fatal 4-Way match. Massive bummer. Um, but just, I mean, just entertaining, fun, cool location, just a cool deal. And, uh, you know, were things perfect? Absolutely not. Did we make the best out of it? Absolutely we did. Did people do their best to accommodate us and help us out the most they could? Yes, I believe that 100%. So, you know, I see, I see, I just see that there's been a lot of some i don't want to say a lot i see that there's been some negativity out there and i just want to be on record saying they gave us a platform they gave us an opportunity they promoted us they put our logos out there they gave us a chance to shine and no they weren't going to hand you everything on a silver platter no matter what you paid or not you got to go out and get stuff because they gave you an opportunity to talk to people now yeah was it perfect absolutely not but you know what We worked our asses off and we made the best of it. And just want to say thank you to everyone that made it possible.